and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 468. That's right. What are we talking about tonight? Why don't you tell people what we're talking about, since this is mostly your stuff, Chad, tonight. <laughs> the idea. Super Bowl, as, I, as, I, as, as amazing and incredibly uh, captivating as it was. No, we're talking about the trailers. <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, I was uh, I had one of those bet card things. It wasn't really a bet card. It's just like one of those things you fill out before the game. Like, uh, do you believe like the an- the national anthem is, uh, you know, should it be plus or minus X amount of time? And, you know, you like, you keep track of all that stuff through the game. I, I was almost right on if, if, if they would have gotten a, a touchdown and a field goal at the end to make it 23, 27, I would have called the exact score of that game. <laughs> I was that close to calling that game <laughs> score for score. Um, but you know, the Bengals fell apart at the end. Unfortunately, we, I, you and I can talk football for a long time. We probably don't want to eat into the time, but like, yeah, not, yeah. not yeah. And maybe, maybe as a post credit, <laughs> post credit scene, but, but, uh, but there was lots of stuff that aired during it, uh, including a couple of things. I'm just going to list off the ones that uh, were on the Super Bowl that we'll talk about, not necessarily in the order we'll talk about it, but our first look, at the Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power series, uh, we got a look at a bunch of uh, stuff the upcoming from AMC Plus, uh, including our first look at the inter- Anne Rice's interview with the Vampire Chronicles series. We got our first trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. We got another trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And then also tonight we'll be talking about the relatively recently released compilation trailer that DC put out about their upcoming movies this year, uh, which includes some new footage for uh, films like uh, Flash, Aquaman, Lost Kingdom, and of course, Black Adam. Uh, and then um, the uh, a trailer that just hit the other day, that Elvis movie that I've really been looking forward to. Um, we finally... Uh, that one has been on the books for a long time, I think. I think we were talking about that as part of uh, movies we were looking forward to in 2020 at one point, if I might, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it wasn't. It definitely was in the preview <laughs> episode. The end. Then, then we're gonna do some feedback. That's right. Um, so first things first, let's talk about a property. I don't think either of us have too much uh, attachment to the the trailer, uh, the one minute trailer that we got for the footage for Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power. First of all, you have Prime, right? Are, I have access to Prime, yes. Have you been watching anything on their platform? Not really. I got to be honest with you that no. I have 
the the only the only stuff that I know that I've watched that is like made directly for Prime regularly. I I did watch again. They may have re- I haven't been on Prime in a while. I'm not gonna lie. So they may have released more than I've seen, but but all the made for Amazon Prime uh, Blumhouse horror movies that they released, I know I, I for at least during the first couple of waves of those, I kept up on those. But I really have not gotten into. I don't think I've gotten into any Amazon Prime series, so I haven't watched Jack Ryan. I haven't watched anything. So so, so again, going into the Lord of the Rings thing, it's still something that I might like. I haven't watched Reacher. Not that I read the books, but I, but I, at one, some point, I might be curious to try that. The Lord of the Rings, yes, uh, it's to me, Prime just generally has a bad. It doesn't have a good cachet when it comes to reputation for series compared to other platforms, which is, it's hit. Or, we know it's that can change. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I, obviously, I'm. I enjoy the Lord of the Rings, uh, but much in the same way uh that i have a enjoyment for star wars but not the passion let's say you or ryan do i have an enjoyment for the lord of the rings almost to maybe a slightly more extent than than i do star wars but not to the extent say my brother-in-law has for lord of the rings um he's obsessed with uh, the books and this world uh, that tolkien created so he's um i'm absolutely positive i'm going to be watching at least the first episode or two of this. And then depending on how he takes it and just throwing it out there, he was not impressed with this uh, or this one minute trailer. He was uh, very apprehensive. And uh, I told him, I, you know, when it first started, I was tapping him on the shoulder on the, 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 during the Super Bowl because he was talking to uh, uncle, uh, one of the guys we had on over uncle John. And uh, I was like, shut up, dude. It's still freaking Lord of the Rings trailer. Look at this thing. And he's like, no, it's not. Look at that thing. That's not it. And then he's like, Oh my God, it is. So he was, he was not necessarily impressed. I think maybe the CGI turned him off probably. Um, But I don't, I don't know how you can get the grand sweeping live action effects that, that were originally got in those first three movies. Um, So we'll see how he reacts to it, but I I definitely will be watching the first bit of it. Honestly, man, I, I, I'm, I'm only captivated and curious right now because it's learning a little bit, a bit, a little bit more about this world. Uh, I, if I was ever going to read a Lord of the Rings book, I've always been very curious about. Uh, and forgive me, guys out there who know more about this than I do. I don't know if I'm saying this right. The, the Cimmerillion or whatever. I think that's close. Yeah, which is supposed to be the book that tells you about all the stuff that the the stuff that took place in the world before uh, everything that took place in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all that, like uh, Sauron and you know, the ancient stuff, like all that stuff. Uh, but I'm also, I also hear that that's probably one of the drier books to read. Uh, if you're going to jump into Lord of the Rings and uh, that's a, that's a, a comment I hear from quite a few Lord of the Rings fans. I'm wondering if this goes that far back um, or, uh, or where this pulls from. So that has me curious. And then just, of course, man, just the visuals, you know, those, those big landscapes and, cities and statues and all this stuff you know you gotta you gotta just appreciate the sort of cinematic majesty of uh what they try to capture in the lord of the rings universe um so i'm definitely curious but again yeah you're right uh produced by amazon i i don't know you know how how where they'll go with it but you know hey sometimes these production companies that we don't think are going to give us much of really anything decent 
give us something good. Like Apple TV has like a couple of good things. Uh, and I do like the Jack Ryan stuff. So, you know, maybe this will be good. Maybe it won't. I'm definitely curious, but uh, I'm not, I'm not rabid about this one yet. I don't have any real ties to, to the Lord of the Rings. I have the books. I've never, I, I have some, I have an, a sentimental attachment because I know Chuck loved them so much. And I know he got me the books. I've never, I've never read the books. I'd be curious if he, if he was still here, I'd be curious how excited he would be for the, for the prequels uh, or a series like this in general. I mean, I like two of the three movies. I like not counting the Hobbit stuff, the force trilogy of the Hobbit, which I actually, I liked, I liked most of those movies too. But again, I, I never read the Hobbit either in school. I mean, I know a lot of, cl- a lot of people do read at least the Hobbit in class. We never read, we never read the Hobbit. So I never had that natural gateway into it. So I, so again, it's a franchise that I have a very tenuous tie to. Would I, would I check it out? Yes. Was there anything in, in that trailer? And, you know, and also in the, I guess the little mini companion trailer, which actually shows the rings being forged and things like that, which I watched too. Does that have, does that really draw me in and, and appeal to me on any level? No. So I might, I might be, I might be willing to check it out here and there. But yeah, it doesn't really have any strong pull for me. Yeah, you know, honestly, it just it just dawned on me the rings of power. Uh, you're talking about the forging of the rings that were gifted to men, elves, and dwarves. That's what that's about. I, I didn't see the little snippet you're talking about the the rings actually being forged. So now yeah, that there, there, was, there was yeah, there was another there was an, another little. I forget how long that was. It wasn't the, it wasn't like the full. That's why I was trying to think when you were talking about the minute long one, I was trying to remember if that was attached. And I said, from a length perspective, it was like, no, the one with talking about the actual rings of power and showing you some images and things like that. And I think you might actually see Sauron and things like that. That was not, that was in its own, its own thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm lukewarm. I'm lukewarm on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Want to talk about AMC stuff, the AMC preview. Yes, again, the talk that's it. We have even less to talk about from a footage perspective, but obviously from a passion perspective, you have you are more excited. Just conceptually, you'd be more excited even if there was no footage. But but the cast. Oh yeah. But the cast. I mean, but the casting since what great gray is gray wormless that or is he the other one? Oh I oh shit I don't know. Uh, so that's kind of, that's somewhat intriguing and 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 I and I, the 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 girl who they cast to basically replace Kirsten Dunst in this version. Uh, she was Claudia. Cute. Yeah. So that I thought. So the casting this casting seems seems promising, but obviously again from a from a franchise perspective, I don't have the ties to the source material that you do. But so what what did you think of the ever so brief snippet that we did get to see? Uh, so I like that we got the period pieces. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about Interview with a Vampire. If you've ever read the Interview with a Vampire books, i.e. I. the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. And for those of you out there who haven't heard me ever talk about this on the show before, I'm obsessed. That's my bar none favorite novel series ever. I've read that thing backwards and forwards dozens of times. Interview with a Vampire's kind of a bitch to get through if you're a big fan of the series as a whole because at the end of the whole thing like the protagonist the guy you're focused on for most of the series is Lestat but interview with a vampire focuses on Louis and Louis in in that book Louis's perspective on things 
is such that Lestat is this wild, demonic, evil guy that comes out of nowhere. Like he's not full on evil, obviously, because there's a relationship that they have there and stuff like this. But Louis's perspective on things in that particular book makes Lestat out to be this evil bad guy. So forgetting the fact that the guy who plays Louis here is a man of color. And if anybody remembers, Louis is, was a plantation owner in, uh, in and around the new Orleans area and owned slaves. So the idea of him being a man of color is interesting to, to say the least. I don't, I don't know that, that Louis Louis's privilege is definitely something that he should have a part of, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how they're going to ro- roll with that. You know, like for, for some things, it really doesn't matter if, if someone changes a character's uh, sexuality or color or whatever, because it's not really central to the character themselves or anything like that. But the, where, where that story is set Louis's background and stuff. I hesitate to say that it's, that him being a, a plantation owner, a slave owner and everything, a, a, a white man back in that time is critical to the character. But at the same time, I, he, I, I, I can't really say it's not. And definitely his privilege and his, his experiences before he becomes a vampire is something that's critical to, to who Louis is. Because Louis is a is a tragic character. Uh, I've started, you know, before Anne passed, I started a reread of um, of the the series yet again. Um, and I I was uh, last night. I, I'm I'm currently on the tale of the body thief, which is like the fourth or fifth one in the series. And I took a fo- I took a photo of the book actually last night because I was like I was reading a passage that I I was like, man, that's a really good encapsulation of who Louis is. And the quote is, and this is Lestat saying, he says, um, you know, uh, Louis is so good at grieving. He says he wears woe as others wear velvet. Sorrow flatters him like the light of candles. Tears become him like jewels. Uh, so he's like a very sorrowful character. He, he he doesn't really take pleasure in killing like some of the other vampires do, like stuff of this nature. But the interview with a vampire, both the film, which you can get this from the from the film with Brad Pitt and everything. Uh, but also in the definitely in the book, Lestat is this wild character uh, with almost no heart and everything. But that's not the Lestat you get in every other book of the series. Now, granted, every other book in the series is from Lestat's perspective. Um, but I'm very curious. Are we going to get interview with a vampire? I, I believe the plan is to do all of the books or as long as they can go for as long as we're talking the time period where. Lestat turns Louis and then they bring Claudia in up until Lestat's quote unquote death and Claudia's death. How, how much are we going to see evil Lestat? Because the only quote we get out of this thing is I give death to those deserving. And that comes from Lestat, which is true. Lestat hunts the evildoer, but he didn't always. So especially in, in this time period of, of Lestat's development as a vampire. I'm very curious, like the fact that we cast a man of color as Louis, the fact that this is a weird time in Lestat's life uh, or rather afterlife as a vampire. 
I don't, I don't know where we're going with this, but I do like what I see in here so far, which I know isn't a whole lot to go off of because we really only get one line, but uh, I don't know what your own personal history with the books and everything is. I know you said your mom liked them, right? I believe that is correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any real history. And uh, as like my brain froze for a second, Grey Worm is, is Louie. Uh, Grey Worm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Grey Worm is Louie. Uh, that is correct. I, for some reason, I when you said Grey Worm, I was thinking of... I was oh, still, still, Lord of the Rings. Yes. I was still stuck you in Lord of the Rings. You were thinking of uh, Grey Tongue or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that might have been the case after as you were. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, yes. Uh so he is he is Louis. Yeah, I don't know. It's I would be and this. This is just AMC plus. This is just on yeah. AMC plus. Yeah. So that's going to be another thing I won't have. I won't have access to at least during it initial run anyway, because I, I don't have AMC plus. That's not going to be I'm certainly not going to be paying for AMC plus. So it will be something that if I'm if I am going to watch it, it will be de- it will be dependent on if it becomes available on either you know regular amc at some point whether it ends up on you know becomes available also through prime and or down the road whether it ends up on you know netflix or one of the other free streaming services speaking of which by the way quick tangent i started watching the pilot for the john wesley ship flash show last night which i don't think i'd ever watched i don't think i ever watched really any of that one season of that show when it came on it's one of those shows i always wanted to but never did so yeah that's about so i so even if i had a great interest in the series as a whole even if it looks really good i probably won't have access to it so that's it, kind of so in a way it might be a plus that i don't have much of a background on this but it, i think the i think the casting looks good i think you know conceptually there's no reason why this w- shouldn't work so it'll be curious to see how on the 3000 streaming services that exist, I'd be curious to see how this does for AMC plus. Well, according to older articles, it's supposed to come to AMC and AMC plus. Well, that, so, that would be a plus then no pun intended. Yeah. And I believe it's eight episodes. So yeah, that seems to be relatively standard these days. If you if you can, if you got anything beyond an eight episode season on a streaming service, you should like Thank the streaming gods because every because Lord knows even getting 10 these days, it seems ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm down for it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I just uh, I I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with uh, with, you know, the Brad Pitt movie, but I do have issues with it here and there. And obviously, Queen of the Damned is its own hell hell scape. Um, it's a guilty pleasure movie of mine, but whatever. I'm just very anxious to see how this is done because Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles should have always been a TV series. There's just there's far too much to 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 just say, oh, it's a movie. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm ready for it. Uh, and I'm excited to see where we're going. Uh let's see, looking at the time here. Uh the DC movies trailer, which is also a one-minute trailer. Uh, got new footage, uh, definitely a couple of snippets here of flash, uh, for flashpoint. We got a couple of snippets here, uh, for Aquaman lost kingdom, but the most obviously of black Adam, uh, probably most significant of which is our look at the costumes for the other heroes, including, uh, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and the Adam, uh, or Adam Smasher 
so what do you think of all that? I think based on the you know based on the projects of that they show in this trailer that I'm most that I'm in that I'm interested in. Obviously, I think the stuff for Black Adam continues to make it look really good. Mm-hmm. I think there's no reason, and obviously Hawkman looks really good. Doctor Fate looks really good. So it certainly seems like they're pretty heavy on the comic as you know relatively comics accurate in that movie. The Rock obviously continues to look good as Black Adam. He, it's, you don't get a lot of other flash and context of, you know, of course, of what the movie is going to be about. But I do like the flash footage. Obviously, they're purposely holding off on a lot of the Michael Keaton footage for later on. Probably for a, you know, a, probably I'm going to guess when we get a first full official trailer for the flash that that's we'll probably get at least see a little bit of Michael Keaton one way or the other, whether whether he's in the bat suit or not. I think we'll finally get to see him. That stuff looks good. Yeah, to me, I don't. I don't have a strong feel, desire for Aquaman. The final episode of Peacemaker and Peacemaker in general, the humor related to Aquaman aside, I, I, that sequel means like very little to me. I mean, again, Jason Momoa was cool. His Aquaman is not really Aquaman to me, so it, it's it's okay. And like from a week from now, give or take, we'll have a better idea what the Batman's really going to be like. But again, I have a lot of serious questions about the whole Bruce Wayne thing in that movie. But but I think it, it certainly helps Black Adam. It it teases a little bit, you no know, literally for the Flash. And I think that's that's really what I take or what I took from it. Yeah, I'm down. I, I was really looking forward to seeing how they look, uh, especially how Hawkman looks in a live action budget. And I we got, you know. 0.2 seconds of it, but I was impressed with what I saw. There's lots of stills online of it now. Obviously, I'm still a little bit cautious though because it's there's so much metal involved, which I mean makes sense, especially if you're going with Thanagarian uh, backgrounds in any way. Well, I mean we'll see. Uh, obviously, what kind of what background Carter Hall actually has here, but um, you know, nth metal is a thing, so it would make sense if it's part of the whole costume as opposed to just the belt or just the wings or whatever. I wasn't expecting Dr. Fate to look as freaking awesome as he did. Um, I wasn't expecting Adam Smasher uh, to look as freaking 100% comic accurate as he does. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, The Adam or Adam, I keep getting them mixed up. Um, I'm very curious to see how Pierce Brosnan does because the one line we do get from him doesn't seem like the whole scatterbrain Kent Nelson thing, like the the sort of schizophrenic almost like effect that Nabu has on his host sometimes. So I'm curious if we will get that. I'm also even curious now to see what sort of um, interactions we get between uh, Teth Adam and and Dr. Fate and, and Hawkman, because regardless of whether they go Thanagarian or not, Carter Hall, the reincarnating thing is supposed to be a thing. This, this is the re you know, Hawkman who reincarnates. So is he going to recognize black Adam? Uh, and then we know, you know, as comic fans, for the most part, we know the general history of Naboo is Naboo going to recognize Black Adam is black is is Nabu also going to recognize the power of the wizard? Like I'm very curious about the the um, the direction, the history, and and the personal attachment to Black Adam that these those two characters, Doctor Fate and Hawkman, 
could have to Teth Adam. So um, honestly, everything we still we've seen thus far of Black Adam, including this stuff, still looks great. Uh, and I I am as hyped as ever. I have not been let down. So I'm I'm down. As far as the other footage stuff goes, obviously we only saw like maybe one two things briefly of Aquaman. We saw you know a couple of uh, of newer scenes for the Flash. Uh, again, you know, well, I'll just wait on those those trailers when they hit. Hopefully, you know, do you think do you think we're going to get a Flashpoint trailer in front of Batman or is it is it too little too late? I think it's too little too late. I it's possible. It is possible, but at this point when when is Flash when is Flash, Flash isn't coming out to the fall, right? I don't think so. Yeah, let me see. So it's probably it's probably more likely we're going to get those trailers on on Black Adam before november 4th so probably we'll have at least one big black adams what was it july yeah i think it's so, july so we, it's possible they may hold off on a full trailer for or they may give us they may give us a short trailer but then they have of the biggest the big big trailer might be the first one or, or might be in july it's it's so the big trailer is probably going to be black adam and then if we see any flashed up it's going to be small here yeah i would say at this point because we haven't heard it we haven't been hearing any rumors uh, which doesn't mean it can't happen but we haven't been hearing any rumors about the flash trailer being on on the batman uh so i'm gonna guess no on that one plus that movie's supposed to be so ridiculously long to begin with i don't know if that's the kind of obviously you get free free publicity but the reality is i don't that's going to be quite an interesting trailer package to see what's going to actually be on it. Because the fact that it's logically theaters aren't really going to want to have like a 20 minute trailer package on a movie. That's like three hours long on its own, but we'll have, but that's another story altogether. Yeah. I think we'll probably get something before black Adam. I mean, I would like to think we would, but then again, they have to start pushing black Adam more too. So maybe, maybe they are going to hold off on the flash and, because there's plenty of time even from July till November to, to hype the flash and play up the Michael Keaton thing. And so maybe that's, so yeah, I would suspect we're not going to see an official trailer from, for the flash for at least a, a little bit of time. All right. Elvis. Yeah. Tom uh, Hanks. Tom Hanks. I don't know about, it. I, I know the Colonel Parker thing and it, it's such a, it's such a weird physical departure for Tom Hanks that, that kind of was, that was a little distracting. <laughs> for me in that trailer but it it intrigued me more than i thought it would not because i don't like elvis i do but i think it is the idea that you know even in the trailer touches upon the you know the concept that you know a lot of people some people have forgotten elvis so they certainly have forgotten how big how important elvis was even if you can remember people who can remember what the beatles were like you know well elvis was kind of like before that and elvis opened the door for all that I think it looks I think it looks interesting as a biopic. Yeah, I'm always down for music biopics. You know, I was there for Rocket Man. I was there for Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm I'm just I, I really like musical biopics. Uh and this one seems like it's gonna be really well done. You know, there's that scene, um I think he's is he starting with Heartbreak Hotel in that first scene because he's he's doing the long well like like you know, which usually is like, since my baby left me, like that whole thing. Um, so that was it. But I, I think that's what he's starting with. But yeah, I'm just very interested to see where we're, they're going. They're 
they're doing the whole like, you know, Elvis, you shouldn't be moving like that. You're <laughs> they're going to arrest you for your gyrations or whatever the hell he's doing. Uh, uh, up until like, uh, I almost feel like they should, they should throw in the scenes from Forrest Gump and have this tie into it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. Uh, I, I I'm impressed with this. Uh, was his, his name Austin Butler who's yes. playing Elvis? Not that he, he doesn't look like Elvis at all. Not really. No, he actually reminds me of um, a young uh, Greece. Travolta? Uh, yes, he looks like a young Travolta. Yeah, I can see a little bit of that. Especially in certain certain moments. But at the very beginning, there's a very interesting thing for comic book fans because you see a young Elvis Presley uh, being drawn to like a, a church, you know, like a gospel ceremony that's taking place in a tent. Uh, and he runs over to it, but he's dressed up with a little lightning bolt insignia over his chest uh, because he's reading a comic book. And that comic book is Captain Marvel Jr. Uh, and I looked it up because, uh, you know, Grand Comics database has like a whole gallery of shit. Uh, so I looked up Captain Marvel Jr. And I clicked on the Fawcett series because obviously this has to be, you know, golden age stuff. Uh, he is reading Captain Marvel Jr. Number two, the Fawcett series. Uh, which was uh, published December 18th, 1942. So uh, that that scene is taking place in 1942, <laughs> um, uh, or should be if they if they did that. That's their right. I was going to ask, did you, did you go do the math to see if that would actually it would be viable? <laughs> well, I mean, Elvis Elvis was born in in early 35, so as far as the age of the kid, that looks right to me um because he looks about 12 13 there or something like that no 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 no, never yeah 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 it could work it could work plus you know it could just be a a, a old dog-eared copy but it looks relatively crisp anyways i just thought it was cool because he's wearing he's wearing a captain marvel or a captain marvel jr bolt across his chest when he runs over to the gospel tent uh and before and he's reading the the captain marvel jr issue from Fawcett. so I, i just thought that was interesting uh, I mean, it's a WB picture, isn't it? Yeah, Warner Brothers. I just, I, I yes, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know, man. I've been looking forward to this project for a really long time. I was curious to see how Tom Hanks was supposed to be involved in this, but I didn't know how. You know, uh, it's interesting that we never got any teaser or, you know, kind of like the AMC trailer compilation thing. We never got like peeks at the footage. Uh, we didn't really hear anything about this project at all until suddenly just the trailer drop out of nowhere. And it wasn't even like, Hey, the Elvis expect the Elvis Presley trailer to, or the Elvis trailer to come soon or whatever. This just kind of came out of nowhere and it's a full on trailer. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not that, I mean, I guess it's not that surprising because again, not many, maybe I shouldn't say not many, but it's probably not something that's on the mainstream average movie going fans mind about a project that was coming out this year. So that's why the timing timing wise to release it around this time, it made, it made sense. I think it made sense to try to get people talking and to remind people, Hey, that this is a, this is coming. And again, to potentially if to pave the way, if it's good, if it's going to be an award season contender to try to, catch people's eye and make and follow in the following the footsteps of many musical 
of biopics in over the last few years to have captured, you know, the audience and, and critics. So I think that, I think, I think it was a pretty smart decision overall timing wise. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. Uh, all right. So in the interest of time, uh, I guess we can just talk briefly uh, about the Jurassic world dominion trailer, which is another trailer that, I mean, the, again, the Jurassic world dominion, they've been keeping a pretty tight lid on for the most part. And again, the trailer just freaking dropped out of nowhere uh, during Super Bowl. I mean, I, if you were going to anticipate, well, it actually had dropped before the Super Bowl. That oh, was not, did? yeah, that wasn't, that was not, yeah, to be, that was not, that was not a, that had, yeah, I'm trying, I'm, while you're talking, I have it open. Let's see if it tells, let's see if I can find what day, uh, February, let's see, February 10th. Yeah, February 10th. So it was probably the, the Thursday before the Super Bowl, right? The Super Bowl was the 13th. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the you know, hey, it's it definitely takes place after several years after the last one. Dinosaurs are kind of everywhere uh, now. You see him running across kind of like snowy, snowy landscapes and stuff, which a couple of people were like, dinosaurs are reptiles or whatever. They shouldn't be in the stuff. You, you forget these are like these are hybrids <laughs> in some way. These aren't these aren't uh, straight up reptiles anymore. Um, and plus you get some with feathers and stuff. So some, some, something's up with their evolutionary cycle and stuff like that. So quit nitpicking about dinosaurs in the snow, people, the, the scene of seeing the man, I used to remember all these, that's not Dilophosaurus, the, the, the dinosaurs that are running with the wild horses. Uh, you know, that was really cool looking, uh, you know, you know, Rex T-Rex being at the movie, the drive-in movie theater and, you know, the, the mama Raptor teaching the baby to how, how to hunt and stuff like that. I just, uh, all of that seems really cool. And it's, and of course, bringing back the old cast with, to pair him up with a new, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm down, man. I'm I'm just down to to see where they go with this, and of course the Jeff Goldblum line is you know bigger. Why do they always go bigger? <laughs> uh, you know I I'm just I'm excited for this. Uh, I don't think there's anything here to necessarily nitpick or or try and speculate on. Uh, all it does is just really cement my my you know it's jurassic park i'm going to watch it and enjoy it regardless of what happens that i had going into this before there was ever a trailer i don't see anything here to turn me off um, i'm down i'm here for it no i don't think there's anything in this trailer that should that should turn you or anybody who's anybody who's at least a casual fan of the franchise i don't see why you'd be turned off by this i mean it's it's kind of taking things to their natural. Well, it's hard to say conclusion. They keep saying they make, they're pitching it as a conclusion, but they're also telling you that, well, the series could continue. So it makes you wonder what kind of ending you're going to get with this, uh, which, cause you think about it, how can you, it's hard to imagine it could really wrap up and really, Oh, and this is how we solve the problem. It's like, how can you really, how can you really solve the problem unless you're literally going to try to hunt and kill that, kill all the dinosaurs, which I don't think anybody would want to see. So the question is what kind of solution are they going to come up with in this, in this movie that could give you an ending if they wanted to leave it and also would be set, would be satisfied. So I think, but that's part of, that's, that's, that's part of the, part of the appeal of what's probably in this movie is you're, you're seeing, 
yes, you're seeing the physical evolution of some dinosaurs. You're also seeing the evolution of what happens when these things are released back into the wild. And now that they're basically repopulating and take and establishing dominance or dominion, thus the title of the movie over over the the earth. Yeah, I th- I think I mean Chris Pratt looks cool in the movie. I think I think he fits well now in certainly in this series, probably even more than Guardians. I think he kind of fits in this series. Plus, he's dealing with it. He's actually playing a better character. I mean, we know Star Lord's super douchey even at his best. So this is a much more likable character to begin with. Having the old the old cast interact with the new cast that's going to be cool. Be curious to see how they actually get uh, Malcolm to be. Well, they may not end up on, you know, in the field by plan, you know, according to schedule or plan. But it's interesting to see why he would be willing to do that. You know why the other two would. So but it, it I, I'm in I am more interested in this one than I was the uh, the second of this trilogy, maybe even the first of this trilogy. So I I would be stunned if I didn't actually see this in the in the theater. Mm. So I I'm I'm I, I thought it was I thought it was a good trailer and the visuals even the snow stuff works yeah because that's that's part of the what you know the environment that they're in now they're gonna have to, literally they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to adjust yeah uh, I will say without without getting into it because again interest of time I don't trust Ellie off this trailer Ellie in what, Sattler in what way I, so, I don't mean I don't mean what she and let me let me elaborate. Not necessarily what is she doing that's making you not trust her. What do you think she could be up to? I don't know, because I was thinking, you know, there's nothing in this trailer that talks about Engine and all the other shit that's been going on. Uh, I'm trying to think back to the previous trailers for the other films to see if... No, yeah, the Doctor and stuff was in those. I, I really have a hard time believing that they would drop that thread for this for this film. And it seems like Ellie is showing up to Alan's dig site... And in she's in his tent, and when he walks in, she's surprised and uh, like like she like she was doing she wants something she wasn't supposed to and she's caught off guard. Um, that's a very thin line. So I just started thinking about it. If you think about Ellie's run with things, uh, her encounter with the Raptors, their her experience going to get uh, the power back on, and then the the i mean very slim stuff that she had in what was it three yes um you know her relationship with with the dinosaurs is is and philosophy surrounding it is very different from alan and um what's the character the golden malcolm malcolm uh that that alan and malcolm have and i'm wondering I, i i don't know i don't trust ellie for some reason uh, I, I, it's, 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 it's a very thin thing, guys. So don't, uh, you know, that's not going to stop me from being like, I was right if I ended up being right. But like, I've, I've just got this feeling like, don't trust Ellie. Uh, so, uh, there's, there's some stuff there that, that's given it to me, but I just, I don't trust Ellie. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you're going to be correct based on what I've heard about this movie that engine oh does fit play into the movie, but I don't necessarily think it's reason to doubt her, but God. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. But I could be wrong. I mean, I, I haven't, I heard, I, I certainly have not heard a lot of specific things about what each character's. I mean, the one you, the one you logically assume wouldn't, ha- couldn't have any negative agenda would be Alan based on everything we know, everything we know about him. 
And, yeah. and, um, but I, and I don't know if they would do, I mean, anything's possible, but I don't know if they would try to do something like that to the, let's like, let's reunite the original three and have the main Make characters in both trilogies together. And then just, yeah, yeah. that's, a, <laughs> that's like a Kathleen Kennedy thing. I don't think they would, <laughs> I don't think they would do that. I mean, with, but I, but I, but Hey, we've seen worse things, more surprising things before. All right. More Dr. Strange footage. This is where I turn you loose, man, because yeah, the, others than I will. Now it's interesting because the the mini the mini Super Bowl commercial, which I bear which I caught like a fraction of. I I missed most of it. I didn't realize it was I, I'm glad I had the TV on at that point. I wasn't paying much attention. I think for some reason I think I was like editing an episode, sadly, at that point. Uh but the reality is that's dedication. But the re, the reality is I didn't even realize it was a Doctor Strange trailer until probably like halfway in. So I, I saw I saw enough to like see like, you know, like like Zombie Strange and I think Zombie Wanda and things like that. So that intrigued me. And then it said, you know, then it's like catch the full trailer online. And then that's when you realize that that was literally a teaser. It's like a trailer for a trailer, if you will, even though it's again, the footage is not all the same. The Doctor, the Doctor Strange trailer is really good. I mean, it really is good as far as laying the groundwork for what we're going to see in, in even our hinting at what we're going to see in the multiverse of madness. The, it is somewhat intriguing that they obviously flip-flopped completely on the vibe that they're giving you with Wanda. The teaser trailer, which it's hard to believe that it was like two months ago, but it has been since Spider-Man came out. That the teaser trailer kind of went out of the way to give, which many people thought then was misdirection about Wanda being the, not being a bad guy. And this trailer certainly goes back in the other direction, which makes it seem like, yeah, yeah, she's a bad guy. That doesn't necessarily make it crystal clear she's the bad guy, whether she's being controlled by somebody else is another story. But I think this trailer is much... This certainly, this trailer certainly plays up the parallaxian aspect of Wanda's view, which I appreciated, but I really don't want to see Wanda as a bad guy. But you certainly that I think that groundwork is laid in this trailer. You have the by you know almost guaranteed the the non-reveal reveal of the Illuminati, uh, Professor X. Almost certainly that's Patrick Stewart. It certainly sounds and looks like the back of Patrick Stewart that again that stuff was rumored that's not a surprise and then there's you know other cameos and other versions of different characters in the movie that are not some of which are clear some of which are not obviously a lot of a, a lot of what if is going to be a major role play a major role in the characters that we see in this so those are my initial thoughts why don't you say what you're thinking and then i can double down on something yeah the illuminati is interesting uh yeah, i've uh, there's been a whole lot of america chavez in this so i'm curious yeah. what they're going to do with her uh in tandem with the fact that we clearly have the new captain marvel here or miss marvel or whatever we're going to end up calling her um uh you mean, you mean the one fighting wanda yeah or iron man superior or whatever that's supposed to be or nova some i know people have speculated yeah. that it's nova personally not I, to interrupt i don't think it's nova no i think i think it's captain marvel but i think it's it's not monica it's monica's mom i think it's going to be a little bit before we get nova um uh, I, I think, I think, I think, I think Nova is one of those things. Marvel's got an ace in their pocket that they're not ready to play yet. Um, which is why they haven't done anything with the Nova core, uh, in a long time. Uh, 
honestly, the biggest thing I have here is I'm very curious about the scene where that, um, I don't know if it's smoke or a storm or whatever, it seems to be rolling into, I don't know, Carmitage or, or wherever it is that they're, uh, that they used to train Dr. Strange. Um, there's that ox or cow head guy, which makes me wonder the last time we saw like, you know, people training alongside like mystical creatures was when we went into whatever the universe was in um, oh, Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi. Uh, so is, is this supposed to be taking place there? The scene? Uh, and you know, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that much of a stretch cause we did see Wong in that movie. Um, so like, uh, how does, how does the people from, uh, that dimension or whatever we want to call it that we saw in Shang-Chi play a part here? I don't think there's going to be a direct tie, but there could be, uh, it's at, at, in a movie like this, there could literally be direct ties or indirect ties to everything. So I actually, when I first saw that in context, when I just saw the, you know, the uh, almost like the Minotaur thing, first I thought of like Wondegar, a Wondegar gore with Wanda. I thought it might have been Wondegar. But then obviously there's a a character related in Doctor Strange, which essentially is a Minotaur. So that's probably exactly what it is. But that was my first thought that, hey, based on exploring Wanda's journey and her origins, then maybe they're going to do like the whole Knights of Wondegar thing. But. Oh, by the way, uh, for those of you playing along at home, or uh, no, that's a bad choice of words. Um, George Perez is in hospice, um, which for those of you who have had family members who are in hospice, let's just be honest about what hospice is. It's basically somewhere they keep you as comfortable as you can until you pass. Um, so the fact that he's been admitted to hospice isn't, you know, isn't really good. Uh, but uh, regardless, uh, all of that to say, CGC was going to have a signing with George. Um, but in addition to that, like there was also going to be a Marv Wolfman signing, uh, you know, that, that kind of like they tag teamed him with um, the Marv Wolf or yeah, the Marv Wolfman thing is still going on. It's just all of this to say, when I found out the Marv Wolfman thing was still going to go on, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to submit? First of all, my, my DC comics presents number 26, which is, you know, the, the green lantern creating the kryptonite over Superman's head. And it's the first appearance of the teen Titans or whatever, but he also wrote the Marvel chillers. Number one, which introduced Madrid, the mystic. And uh, one of the stories uh, I think Madrid, the mystic is involved in is wonder gore related. Uh, and the, the being, uh, the demonic uh, entity that is introduced in Marvel Chillers number one is supposed to be in this film. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, do I believe they're going to be going anywhere with uh, freaking Madrid the Mystic specifically? No, but lots of shit in one of my first comics of all time, Marvel Chillers number one, is suddenly becoming highly relevant with this film. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very interested in where they're going with it. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of there's there's lots of stuff in this film that is being hinted at that I was not expecting, even based on some of the rumors that were already out there. So it's it's very strange to me the places that they're digging. Like and and I don't mean to take us off track, so I'll just make it a reference point instead of just talking about it. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. We're expecting the trailer any day now. Uh, hopefully we were hoping for today for this episode, but obviously it didn't happen. Uh, 
a leak. Uh, uh, some of the merchandise for that movie has been shown, like the Lego sets, and one of them shows Gore holding the Necro Sword, which ties into Null <laughs> and the Symbiote God, and all of this. So, like, I, like I. <laughs> I don't know where Marvel's going anymore because they're pulling shit. I would have never expected them to pull. And it seems to be starting with this movie. Yeah. I mean, they are. And it also not to go off in too much of a tangent, but we're at least in the home stretch in the segment. If we did that also, you know, you may have seen that, you know, that, that Kevin Feige quote, which may just be misinterpreted or a choice wrong, poor choice of words about calling Endgame like the final Avengers movie. That if they really, which would be really dumb, I think, if they decided, hey, we're never going to do a real Avengers movie or are playing semantics. It's like, oh, yeah, because it's going to be the new Avengers and the young Avengers and the West Coast Avengers and and Secret Wars. But if they really decided they were never going to do like an, an Avengers, like really an Avengers movie again, it would be stupid. But if they're but, but if they decided to do that, then they having all this connected tissue and mining other storylines to do to tie maybe multiple multiple characters into into different storylines that they could do i guess i guess it you know it does potentially make sense i did see some of the leaked footage uh at least it looks like thor's costume which is a lot more almost like comic book accurate as close as you could with the blue color scheme that and me and near obviously is put back together again based on all the cracks how is another story but it's but it's it's not like another ha- like it doesn't appear to be a hammer from another part of the multiverse. It appears to be just, for Jane. She's wielding Mjolnir. Yes. And and he's wearing he's wielding Stormbreaker. He's got Stormbreaker, but but that yeah. but the hammer itself looks it was put back together. It's I want that years. Lego set by the way. The one with the goats. Yeah. Uh, that's that's such a Nordic pull. Like I yeah I, it is like it, I have to have it. Yeah it's it's it, it's a nice <laughs> set. It's like in the Doctor Strange, the stuff with where obviously when she, he's with Wanda because he's using or manipulating her magic, is the red magic. That part is intriguing. What's actually what's going on there? The to me, you know, to me the best really the best part of the best part of this whole trailer is that is that perfectly parallaxian line when she when she calls him on his own shit. That basically when 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 you break the rules, you're a hero for it. When I do it, I'm a I'm a villain. That you know, paraphrasing, of course, but that's essentially what the point is that when you when you do things you know, you're not supposed to and you break the rules, you know, you're a hero, and then you see that statue of Doctor Strange from somewhere in the multiverse, which kind of reinforces that idea. But when she does it, you know, she's the bad guy and how that's not fair. That is so quintessential how Jordan peak parallax that I just love that idea. Because she's essentially right. It's like, well, I'm doing things for my own. You're doing things for what you think. You know, you're breaking the rules for your own personal gain for what you think is right and important to you. And you're a hero for it. I'm doing it for the same reasons. And we don't all entirely know what she's doing. But I suppose he ties into the Illuminati based on rumors. Uh, but the re- and America Chavez, too. But the reality is, yeah, I thought making her a parallax like character is certainly would be the way to go. If you're going to make her a bad guy or a bad guy with a small B. So I don't, I really wish they didn't do that, but I'm sure because we care about her, she'll be a sympathetic bad guy. So this might be the closest we ever get to a really good parallax turn in a movie because of something on that level where you have a character that you've kind of seen develop and kind of go down that road. So when the, so when they do kind of lose their way, even if it's for a certain period of time, you can understand it and relate to it. And you still don't necessarily hate the character or you don't necessarily have a huge tonal shift. 
uh, from an audience perspective of how they view that character. And so, but the real mystery is how many, how many other characters we're going to see in this movie from different parts of the, of the Fox the multiverse, different versions of characters. We already know, uh, like we talked about, I, I do think that's another version of Captain Marvel. It's not, it certainly doesn't look like it's Carol Danvers. I don't think it's Monica. I think it's Maria. I think it's her mom. I, I think, think it's, it's my, I think I it's, think, some, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's my, I think it's Monica. The only problem with it being Monica is that changes a whole lot of thing in that timeline would have to change for her to be Captain Marvel unless somehow she was exposed as a kid and she'd been Captain Marvel all this time. Most of the stuff we've seen, like in at least the what if aspect of the multiverse is that things happen along the same time frame. It's just that they kind of diverge at a point and you get a different result. Hmm. To me, it could be Monica. I think it could be Maria, too, because that would make sense because she and Carol Danvers were both working at the same time with Marvell, even though they didn't know it was Marvell at the time, but they were both working with her on that project. So maybe she was exposed as opposed that, to Carol Danvers. I mean, uh, it was, it was due to an eruption of the power and, and she was nowhere near it. Right. But it's a lot more believable that some a different chain of events could have happened where she was with she oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, the yeah. pilot with okay, her um, it, at it, the it, time, it, as opposed to the child getting exposed. But I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Anything's possible. We know the multiverse. You could do a lot of different changes. I'm just saying based on the things we've seen, like. with. uh, No, I was thinking about our timeline. I wasn't including the possibility of things being different in the multiverse. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I wasn't thinking widely enough. Yeah. But anything's possible. I mean, they could have. Yeah. She in theory, they could come up with a timeline where she could have been. Like I said, she could have been exposed back as a kid and have had this power all this time. I was just thinking more of a straight up swap where maybe Maria was the one exposed instead of Carol because she was in the right place at the right time. And then she had the Carol's journey essentially. But either way, I do think, yeah, I think it's a version of Captain Marvel regardless. And that it's, this movie should be really, you know, it's certainly is shaping up to be really, really impressive. And the question is, I guess it comes down to the resolution of all this. If this is really going to be the end of the, short term of the whole of the kind of like the multiverse you know the in, in a way the multiverse trilogy that they've started that the question is what kind of resolution are we going to get that's going to make it satisfying yeah yeah i, I found this old article uh, uh see it looks like a uh, 2018 feige said this nova is if we had a big board with a bunch of characters that have more immediate potential nova is on that board because of the connection to the Guardians universe, because there are more than one examples to pull from in the comics that are interesting. And you're absolutely right. He was in the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to go the Nova route. Uh, yeah, Nova, Nova's got to be soon. I'm just surprised they haven't picked up on it, too. Especially well, when they almost throw away a line about what happened on Xandar. Yeah, I mean, there were rules. I mean... I th- I think part of the reason why some people spec I mean obviously the big speculation was more Iron Man because of the Tom Cruise as Tony Stark variant rumor which until it's proven is still is just that but I mean it would make sense it would make sense clearly it would, I mean it would and it would be kind of cool but we don't know that it's actually going to happen but I mean yeah little- he would he would absolutely work as superior Iron Man and there were rumors but there were rumors of no I remember hearing rumors of Nova supposedly being in this movie I think I th- I'm pretty sure it was this project. I had heard that a long time ago. And, and so it wouldn't be completely out of left field if we do have a, but you, I think you're right because there's a lot of groundwork that hasn't been laid for that. It would make much more sense to just give us another, you know, 
you know, we're getting Captain Carter because we already know she's a Captain America variant. Plus, we've seen her. So getting another variation on Captain Marvel would not be that surprising. It makes more sense based seemingly on the way they're going about doing things as opposed to introducing a whole bunch of new characters we haven't seen before. We're just getting variants of them. But then again, if the if the Reed Richards in the in, in the Illuminati rumor is true, then that would be the that would kind of shoot that as a cardinal rule. That would shoot that down because we haven't seen Reed Richards in the MCU yet at all. So if he's actually part of the Illuminati, whether it's Krasinski yeah. or somebody else playing a version of Reed Richards, that because you know, that that rumor has been around for a long time that he is part of the, that Reed Richards is part of the Illuminati. Oh yeah, I mean, and we won't even get into that because that's a whole time suck thing. Yeah. But like, I just there's so much I want to see with the Fantastic Four that for not being like a Fantastic Four guy, like <laughs> it's it's actually shocking. There's so much I want to see with them in the MCU, like. You know, like Johnny and and Peter being friends and stuff like that, um, and 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 you know Reed being a mentor to Peter and all this stuff. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. No, yeah, I'm I'm down. Uh, so looking at the time here, yes. How do you want to proceed? Do you want to save feedback? You want to get some knocked out? What do you want to do? Let's knock a few out. Uh, so let's right. be, let's yeah let's be let's be a little more select. I mean, we could. The good news is, from a from a talking perspective, we could do the voicemails because that, we know that we're just inserting that. That doesn't interfere in, our, in the editing time or anything else. But let's do let's 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 do let's do Corey first. Uh, Seems like it's, well, mu- it's more related Corey's, to you anyway. Corey's, so Corey's voicemail or email? oh Corey Hooper. Sorry. Yes. Corey. All right. Here we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Corey. Uh, Corey says, hi, guy. It's it's titled Keep Up the Great Work. Hi, guys. Thank you for reading my email in episode 459. I apologize to Chad for misidentifying him as the singer of the intro song, but I'm glad you all got a laugh out of it. I actually felt dumb that it took me so long to figure it out. It was him. Uh, LOL. To be fair, I based part of my conclusion on watching Chad's trading card unboxing video of the 1996 DC Firepower set. I'll never assume someone wearing a thumb ring has musical talent. (laughs) (laughs) Chad, no talent whatsoever, (laughs) Pokemon. Oh god, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a whole like again. I'm trying to be conscious of time, but my grandfather, uh, he's in his 90s now. He owns several different acoustic guitars, and I've always wanted to learn to play guitar. And well over a year ago, I. I got him to allow me to take one of his six strings home with me. And I have like it wall mounted in my house. I have, I have books on uh, like, you know, beginner's books. I have little tools to help you learn how to play and position your fingers right on the frets and stuff like that. I still haven't done one session with that thing. (laughs) And uh, it haunts me to this very day. One of those things like, you're like, you know what, I'm going to set aside time to learn this thing. And it just sits there gathering dust and you just feel guiltier and guiltier about it. Um, so you're right. I have no musical talent other than that. I can sing a little bit here and there. Um, but that thumb ring comment that killed me. <laughs> Maybe I will have musical talent someday. Maybe you, you just like me, uh, my parents saying I would never graduate high school. Like uh, my dad sat me down one day and when we were doing a project outside where you're never going to graduate with your peers, Chad. I just give up on you. The the time my dad said that, that's what motivated me enough to graduate. Not all the other shit they did for me. So now, thank thank you, Corey, for motivating me to actually learn to play guitar. 
<laughs> he says, uh, to continuing on, he says, the meatball GL fan in me wants to love everything Green Lantern. I pumped myself up for Thorne's run because I thought a Jon Stewart book might be a thing I didn't know I needed. Thorne's future, sto- future state story couldn't have been a worse way to introduce his writing to the franchise. I reread Thorne's story several times thinking I just wasn't getting it, but I found it the least enjoyable between the two books. And Tom Rainey's art looks like he's drawing a Green Lantern comic based on the Imaginex toys. I hate ragging on it. I really do. But it takes me out of the story so fast. I write all this because I'm currently not collecting the book and only reading it on the DC Universe app. Issues get added six months after they release, so I'm way behind. Occasionally, Dan's eternal optimism briefly makes me think I should collect the run. But every time a new issue gets added to the app, I think, nah, I'm good. I also recently snagged a copy of Showcase 24 for 30 bucks, and it looked exactly like what you would imagine a $30 issue of Showcase 24 to look like. Uh, super excited, though. I'd like to hear anything you all have recently gotten GL-related or not. Keep up the great work. We appreciate you guys taking the time to create content, Corey. Well, can't really argue with his assessment of the Thorn run up to this point. And to yeah. be fair, not that it's kind of an odd thing to say in Dan's defense when he's singing Dan's praises for being... more positive it's not like dan has actually really been loving this entirely either he loves aspects of it i think dan's in love with the concept of the series more than he's been in love with with the execution lately certainly based on just the last few issue reviews that we've done together i don't really think that he's i mean he he may feel differently about issue 11 which i have not read yet uh and he may feel differently when we get to issue 12, but I don't think he's been overly fond of where we've been, go- how we've been and how we've and where we've been going uh, either. So I think he's kind of like with, with us related to Green Lantern merchandise. I think the only thing I know I've gotten and you did too so far, I know we have the Green Lantern soda, the Funko sodas, which has yet to give us one white lantern, Hal Jordan yet. But then again, we've only had what four you got. Did you get two? No, I yeah, I got two of them. Yeah, I got two too. So we got four, and so far all we've gotten is we should have just gotten the case, so that would only gotten us one one white lantern anyway. I mean, yeah, a cert, uh, you, I don't think there was anywhere that would have allowed you to order a case. Now I'm, I'm saying now you're right. You couldn't have pre-ordered it. Now if you go to eBay, you can order you could order oh. sealed sealed cases for a reasonable price. But you're but it's one it's one variant one chase per case per case out of six. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're right. I think that's the only thing I've recently got Green Lantern related. Looking around. Oh, uh, I think if the pre-orders aren't, I don't think. Do I have it pre-ordered somewhere? I don't know. I'll I'll look while we're talking, but uh, I'm not going to stall just to, until I have an answer. I think the Sinestro Core Wonder Woman is is recently up for up for grab up for grabs. I think. Do you remember if the did the pre-order already happen on that? I honestly don't even remember anymore. Uh, I think it, it did come up, but I really, I'm just going by what I think I remember, not necessarily what I do remember. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's supposed to be coming out relatively soon, Lantern-related. Yeah, it's up for pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to arrive this month. It says February 2022. Okay, interesting. He says, or anything else we've recently bought. Uh, I've actually been big into Pokemon cards lately. Uh, you know, just doing those trading card unboxing videos that I had. I have that actually he referenced here the the firepower opening I did, which was the last one I had. 
uh, got me just nostalgic for trading cards in general. And obviously the original Pokemon cards are, you know, sort of out of my price point. <laughs> um, so I've only been collecting uh, two recent sets, which is the celebrations just, and I'm not going to explain these things uh, and take up a bunch of time. Uh, but for those of you in the know, I'm collecting the uh, celebrations Pokemon card set and the evolving skies uh, Pokemon card set. Uh, I'm trying to get a full full set of, of both of those uh, collections. Uh, I've got one card left uh, for Celebrations and obviously several left for Evolving Skies. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of been my thing lately is just getting a bunch of those trading cards and you know opening them up and looking for the cards I'm missing and that's that's been a lot of fun. Of course, you end up with a shit ton of duplicates and I don't know what to do with these stacks of excess pokemon cards because really realistically all i'm going to do is just keep the ones that i have in this binder this card binder here so you know when i go oh, i've got a full set of like i'm not actually going to play the trading card game you know in person so i have no use for the extras i have so you know <laughs> more storage problems in the collector house of chad but yeah i i haven't really been buying a whole lot uh you know toy statue figure wise i obviously i have got my pre-orders for my fu- various funkos uh, especially Venom and Lantern related. But really, that's about it. Uh, not a lot toy related has has come out that has caught my fancy. Although I did see, you know, the Marvel Legends figures. Um, they just announced a new wave and the Thor that was created for the Donny Cates run that's currently ongoing. Um, yeah, the, that design by Nick Klein is going to get a figure. So I think that's going to look cool. Uh, and then, of course, with all the leaks for Thor: Love and Thunder, I'm very curious about the the um, the movie uh, Marvel Legends figures for Love and Thunder. See what those look like. Um, specifically, the uh, Natalie Portman Thor, which I believe is being referred to in marketing materials and and, and merchandise as the Mighty Thor. No, I agree. That yes, they are they are pushing it as the as the Mighty Thor. All right. right, let's do let's, let's do Mark. Let's do yeah. Mark. Mark is quick and painless. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you, because some because because some of us are long winded. <laughs> oh, oh, I was about to say, which isn't to say that some of you are painful. But go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Chad is painful and it's, it's killing oh, me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, but not not the feedback. The, the oh, feedback okay. should have been. Uh, the feedback should have been a bigger segment. So I'm trying to get as much, I'm trying to get a little bit more feedback in. So I was trying uh, to rush through some of that. No, stuff. I know, I know, I know, but you did do you, you're, yeah, you're, you're chadging, you did go off on a few chadgins that we could have reigned That's in. the whole thing about recording a podcast, though. Like, if you I know, but once too a, much. I understand, but once in a while, it would be nice for, just for, to be able to, for the sake of being able to do it, that we could fucking hit a time for a, a, <laughs> an actual target that we set for recording. Because it, it, it reflects poorly about us as individuals that we can never do it. Because <laughs> we can't. Even, <laughs> Here's my brief, here's my brief my brief tangent. How how Dan and I joked about it, how we didn't think there was going to be any way we could get anywhere close to an hour when we were doing the book of Boba Fett. And about 20 minutes in, he seemed right. We went off on one tangent, and then we ended up having an hour and 10 minute episode. <laughs> and that's not even do, with a question I wanted to ask him related to to Dark Crisis. I never got to because we were already at a minute, an hour. <clears throat> All right. So Mark, thank you for. <laughs> 
a nice succinct email, which is not saying we don't like the long ones, but sometimes we don't have a chance to get to them. I can appreciate where the author wants to take us to this dramatic philosophical plane that contemplates the place Green Lanterns hold in the universe, but the writing and art fall short of bringing us there. Related to the Thorn Run, obviously. Yeah, I would say that at least you and I are in agreement with that general assessment. Uh, yeah, for 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 Mark and for for Corey, um, uh, I'm not allowed to comment on the art anymore, apparently. So no, you can you can comment you can comment on on the art as long as you don't always have to bring your man crush in in the same context. <laughs> but it's okay. I, I mean, it's well documented what I feel about Tom Rainey. Yeah, so. I, and I I don't think that any of us that are huge fans of his style, to be fair, no. I don't even think Dan's a big fan. I think I think Dan probably I've gotten more year. used to it. I'll say that. Yeah, uh, and, and it's, you know what it, it also is? And a lot of the recent issues, we've had more than one artist in the issue, even when they're t- – so I think sometimes it's harder. It doesn't – while on one level, it could be more jarring. It's like, oh, there it is. It it kind of – because there's different styles with the Santucci and there's different styles in the same issue, I think sometimes it's harder to pick out who's who. And sometimes maybe it, it just seems to it seems to work better and or both artists have their moments where it looks good and it looks not so good. So I think I do think that is I think that's I think that's part of it. Uh, so let's 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 briefly touch upon what we're not going to get to today, but, but we will next time. We yeah. want, I want to thank Alex for his voicemail on the book of Boba Fett. We will probably try to do that next week because Dan will be on. So at least yeah. Dan and I can both comment on it. So that that's cool. Corwin, we're going to talk about your future lanterns voicemail. I know that was relatively succinct. We probably still could have been able to do that one, but we will we will deal with that one. And by the way, I don't think you and I have ever addressed the going back to the fact, Corwin. We never forgot about your voicemail about do we rem- did did we remember? Can we remember back when we had four Green Lantern books? It was just yes, we we can remember. We didn't want to be reminded of that time. <laughs> So, but we, if we never have circled back that horrible term to that voicemail, we didn't want you to think we forgot. So, and Mark and uh, Ken, excuse me, um, right? It's, it's Ken who's got the, yes, we have not, we, your email is going to take time. It originally was something we did think we might have been able to get to clearly. No, not today. So we we will Just blame it on me, folks. I am trying. I'm trying to be a team guy, and I wasn't going to say it again. No, I've implied it enough. It's not. It's not always you, and it's not. Oh, and even in this episode, I mean, it's definitely. Um, but um, it's it tends to be more you than me lately. But it, it's not always you. Sometimes I can go off on a tangent, which may not necessarily be closely related to the to the topic at hand. But but your your email. Ken obviously needs more time, so there's no way we can really rush. We can even attempt to do an abridged version of doing it fairly. So the goal is next week, which should be Green Lantern, should be. I know I shouldn't have said that because something will come up now, but it should be Green Lantern 11. Then we're going to at least do the two voicemails and hopefully have plenty of time to wrap to wrap up Ken's with and do that and do that justice. But nonetheless. Uh, by the way, did you get did you get your White Lantern Wonder Woman Funko Pops? No, I never ordered them. No, you never ordered them. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, as as White Lantern e as I am, I'm not gonna. I'm. I don't need a Wonder Woman Pop. I don't need a. No, I, I ended. I ended up getting those. Uh, just speaking to the other email. That's 
because I just recently put those up on on the where they belong on the Funko shelf. So, but I still have two more uh, sodas coming. Hopefully, hopefully uh, I can. I really do. That White Lantern Chase figure is so nice. I mean, it, if I'm, yeah, if, it's it's really cool looking, and I'm I'm really looking forward to my underdog soda figure. Yeah, and then and at least that one, both figures. I mean, I mean the Green Lantern figure is cool too. I don't want to make it sound like it's not, but the reality is. The chase figure in this one, they did such a really nice job. Even the ring is really cool on it. That the reality is the chain of the symbols correct. That's a that's an that's a rarity these days, depending on what who makes what. But yeah, if we would have known, I mean, there was like on, on eBay the other day. I was showing Jim on the other day. There was like for for like seventy nine ninety nine. I think I think it might have been. I think it might have even been free shipping. There was like a case of six. A sealed case of six. Like in retrospect, if we would have known, which we couldn't have, that this was going to be available, that would have been a much better investment considering the amount of money spent even on four of these with shipping. That way we would have gotten at least we would have gotten at least one white lantern and we would have gotten five five green house to be able to spread out. So that wouldn't have been such a bad gig. But the problem is you're only getting, you know, you'd only be getting one white lantern, but you knew you'd be getting one. Now it's a crapshoot. You kept your you know, between our separate orders, in theory, we could have each gotten a white lantern in every single order, but we might end up getting none. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know what my favorite core is like, like, your, you know, your favorite core outside of Green Lantern would be Blue Lantern. I don't know if, if White Lantern core is my favorite core, like reading wise, but it's definitely my favorite merchandise wise. Yeah, I, I like I, I, I like White Lantern stuff. No, I, I agree. So hopefully and if not, eventually at some point, maybe on eBay, these as individuals, they'll be available. So far, at least during my mm-hmm. search last week, they were just selling. They were either selling sealed cases where you knew you were going to get one variant, or your typical, hey, you can roll the dice and just order a pop, you know, a, a pop, and maybe it's going to be the right one, maybe it's not. And it's like this point, I don't really feel, you know, if I'm going to blow any more money, I might as well blow something. At least know I'm going to get at least one white lantern. <laughs> I, uh, I I just added Wonder Woman Sinestro Pump Funko to my pile of loot. Yeah, and I'm hanging on the I'm I'm this close. Oh, speaking sl- slightly related to that, technically the Jessica Cruz pop. I know I got the email saying that she should be arriving. Nice soon. So yeah, but I, might- I, I need to order her again because I canceled the order wherever I had it. I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, but uh, my John Stewart is part of my pile of loot as well. So my Imperial John Stewart. Yes, that's I figured that's the one. That's the one that you meant. Yeah, that, that is a nice that is a nice one. For sure. All, All right. right. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah. Let's just if we're not gonna stick to timetables, let's at least stick to what the hell we're gonna talk about. Next week, Green Lantern. We're doing it. Yeah, barring any barring some act of God or another yeah. uh, illness. More illnesses. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry or, guys, I wasn't here. This is the time of year where allergies get absolutely bad shit crazy for me the thing i'm have a most allergic to is cedar and this is cedar season so uh even if i stay in all day and take zyrtec or whatever every 12 hour or 24 hours like i'm supposed to and all that stuff uh it doesn't matter that cedar count gets gets high uh in in the allergy forecast and i am miserable at times uh and when it hits me for the first time in a given year uh it's usually pretty bad you know fever and fatigue and it's it's almost like getting hit with the flu or an infection honestly uh that you got to ride out and and then you're just miserable <laughs> afterwards there's really no return to normalcy until the allergens are out of the air 
Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Live in a bubble, Chad. Live in a bubble. <laughs> Uh, I've heard I've heard some of there's some treatments now where like people you're like micro dosing their allergens or whatever. Probably. So that, yeah, that probably that yeah. probably could work. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, just like you can treat people for nut allergies. But yes, you slowly expose them and they build up a tolerance over time. And then 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 even if you're not sitting there chowing down some pecans, at least, you know, if you come into contact with them, you're not going to uh, die. I mean, at this point, anything is worth it because, you know, I, I've told you guys, I, I hate the heat and I live in Texas. Uh, so summer, I'm not really outside a lot. So it really sucks that when it gets cold, the one time it does get cold in Texas ever, I'm also kept inside because if I don't, I'm going to be absolutely miserable if I step foot outside. So I, you know, yeah, I, I, I would do most anything to get rid of the, the, the cedar fever. <laughs> cedar fever. It's running wild. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll talk to you next week. And in the meantime, if people want to uh, send us some more feedback, like these fine folks did, or talking a bit about these, uh, what they're looking forward to or their thoughts on the trailers we spoke about tonight, uh, how do they do so? At lanterncast at gmail.com, lanterncast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hashtag geocast, track us down there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on all of those. Whichever platforms you listen to us on, please leave us a positive review. And last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, like two of you, our brave souls did, even though we didn't get to play them today, or leave us a text, 708 Lantern is the number, 708 Lantern, and let us know what you think. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.